This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press 1. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the number one online broadcast network for movie talk, this is the Cosplay Coach. Costume breakdowns and tips and tricks to create your own. And now, the coach yourself, Meredith Placco. And friends! Yay! We're going to add that at some point, because we have solid guest hosts now. Hi, everyone. I am Lulu Dallas, Chicken good. And I am with... Uh, Emma Fife. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Emma Fife. I'm also rocking the casual Corbin Dallas <laughs> yeah. look here today, aka I'm wearing an orange tank top. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. And I'm just wearing blue. It's, you're repping the stewardesses. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. No, I, that's what I'm going to, we'll stick with it. Don't worry. We're good. Uh, and I am Meredith Placco. You can find me at M. Placco. And if you haven't been able to guess, the theme of today's episode is The Fifth Element. I am super <laughs> excited because this is one of my favorite movies. Uh, but for, before we get into that, I uh, just want to say a couple notes. We've got some really exciting things happening. Uh, this month, we are sponsored by amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Thank you so much uh, to the great folks over there because they are giving us every week this month two passes to give away. What? Every week? Every week. Oh, wow. Yeah, so uh, you have to get yourself to the convention, but we'll get you in the door and uh, we'll talk about how you can win those passes at the end of the show. But the event is June 19th through the 21st at the South Point, which I hear is a pretty fun uh, little spot. I myself have never been to Vegas. This will be my first Vegas trip. You've never been to Vegas I've at never all? been to Vegas, what? so I know. 34 <laughs> years old, and somehow I missed that bullet. Uh, so I'm I'm super excited. Uh, there's going to be tons of great things going on there. They have John Barrowman as their guest of honor. They've got the great cosplay show. There might be a fashion show in the works. Uh, a couple things that, awesome. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll tease throughout the month. But, yeah, stick tuned for that. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Like us. Give us those five stars, because that makes us know that we are loved. <laughs> And uh, head on over to YouTube, subscribe there, give a thumbs up. It's pretty rad. Comment. And also send in pictures and videos. We encourage, even if it's not in theme of the costume uh, movie that we're doing, send us a video of you in your favorite costume saying, I am, insert name here, and I love the cosplay coach. And we will feature you on the show because we like to share. 
Yes, we do <laughs> very much so. We yeah. like to we like to share the love. Yeah, it is. I mean, we that's just what, like seeing you guys. Yeah, we do. It's like, hey, we want we can't see you in the audience or on the screen, so we we can. That's our way of saying hi to you. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna get into things because it's a crazy long detailed show because I might be a little obsessed with this film <laughs> and uh, I might want to talk about so. everything. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Luke Besson decides to do this epic space opera mm-hmm. and uh in doing so he hires probably the one man who can truly outfit the fantastical <laughs> he doesn't go for his typical costume designers he goes to the l'enfant de mode ter- or l'enfant ter- terrible de la mode uh the terrible infant of fashion jean-paul <laughs> gautier he is uh god uh, so I briefly was in the fashion industry, mm-hmm. and uh, among many influencers, uh, Gautier was one of the ones that I, I studied and really wanted to emulate, because yeah. his designs, um, especially outside of ready wear in the couture realm, are just some of the most uh, imaginative, fashion-forward. I mean, this is the man who developed the guide skirt. Which I would like to speak in favor of, yeah. because uh, being somebody who is Scottish, mm-hmm. I will tell you that men wear kilts to formal events, and uh, if you are a slightly heavier gentleman, a kilt looks yeah. much nicer than a tuxedo. Makes you look a little less like a penguin. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, 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 the man's skirt is surprisingly like a uh, favorite. Yeah. Like, it's great. I mean, it, it was developed after the kilt, but I saw a lot of punks and goths when the late 80s totally. and 90s rocking it. <laughs> Uh, he also was the uh, genius behind Madonna's cone bra. Yes. <laughs> and uh, for us cosplayers, uh, his head-to-toe bodysuit was kind of the precursor to the Zentai suit that we see. Yeah, absolutely. Today. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, w- and another thing I loved about him is he would just use like such unconventional methods on the runway. He would get really heavily tatted and pierced models. He would go mm-hmm. for you know full-figured bodies, put men in women's clothing. He 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 had this whole. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Whole concept of where he take gender fluidity and and just break the bounds it was yeah and i mean i think that that made him a particularly mm-hmm. excellent perfect really choice for designing fifth element where there is a lot of gender fluidity that we see i mean especially with characters like ruby rhoda mm-hmm. who you know <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll get we'll get into that when we talk about him. But yeah, <laughs> well, I love too that uh, they used comic strip French comic strip designers for their production mm-hmm. design. So bringing in somebody who has such elaborate costumes, it just fits this fanciful world so well. Whereas up until that time, a lot of the futuristic things were very drab and very post-apocalyptic, warlike, and mm-hmm. this was very bright, vibrant. Color became such a, a huge part of the fifth element. Um, and, and Emma found this really great, uh, piece about it. I'll let you yeah. talk about. Totally. Uh, yeah. So, um, basically when I was doing mm-hmm. research for this, I came across a really great article, uh, about the fifth element that talked specifically about, uh, Gautier's designs for it. That, uh, that basically what was interesting about the fifth element was usually in productions, a lot of the money and time and thought goes into the scenery and the costumes get overwhelmed by the scenery. And that was not 
the case with with Fifth Element at all. Um, Gautier was basically allowed to go crazy, which he did. He actually made over 954 costumes for this production, and he was on set supervising every single day to make sure that before everyone went on camera, including all of the extras, that they looked exactly the way he wanted them to because he was so in control of the design of this world. Because the costumes are just as much a part of the scenery as the scenery itself. Uh, yeah, and another thing that I thought was really interesting was that uh, while he created individual original costumes mm-hmm. for all the principal characters and all the you know really featured characters, uh, the background extras were all outfitted in his seasonal fashion collection. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that. I mean, that's kind of like some you know you can have Milan, you can have Paris, you can have Fashion Week, but when you get a whole movie to promote exactly, your design, right? <laughs> totally. Fantastic. Well, and and what's great is that Gautier, while he worked on Corbin and Lilu and Ruby, uh. Bassan brought in uh, Vin Burnham, who he had worked with on Brazil, and she in herself is an amazing costume designer who specializes in animatronics. Yeah, I mean, she worked for uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop mm-hmm. in the uh, 80s and 90s. Yeah. I realized as I was researching her what an influence she's been on a lot of my favorite childhood yeah. films. She, uh, she she was the um, designer for the Skeksis yeah, and yeah, Dark she Crystal. Was specifically the fabricator yeah. for, the sex, the, for the Skeksis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Skeksis. Yeah. Well... I'm, Hmm. <laughs> That's a different movie. Different movie. <laughs> yeah, and she did some of the Riding Goblins and Labyrinth. Yeah. And then um, I I was shocked to find out she did uh, Batman suit mm-hmm. in Tim Burton's Batman, and then also Catwoman and Penguin in Batman Returns. Yeah. Which that Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is. Uh, we'll we'll have to talk about. Yeah. That I mean that to me is Catwoman. Yeah. The end. She's the iconic. <laughs> yeah. And and she also like she's done some fashion. Um, she kind of got noticed in the states when she did Lady Gaga's Living Dress in two thousand. And, and that, if you ever saw that yes. from Monster Ball, it uh, had a lot of ele- uh, animatronics, which yes. is just fantastic to see how it would open and move and, and gyrate with her. You know, it was so funny when um, we were compiling the images and I saw mm-hmm. the image of that dress again, which I'd seen before, but looking at it, it was like, that that could have been in Fifth Element, it, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wonder if it was like a lost production I know. sketch, yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's great to see and how well her designs worked with... Uh, Gautier's because she she was primarily responsible for the the final look of the diva and also the aliens that Zorg hires as kind of the bounty hunters and um you know both of those are just heavily divergent and yeah. and such amazing creations and I, I hope you guys can see this on the screen like we are um, because the the diva in in my head has always just been one of those iconic space aliens you know I've, I we've seen aliens yeah. in in Star Trek and Star Wars and in various sci fi but just her look was just so Hopeful? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, especially in, in contrast to a lot of the other aliens that we mm-hmm. see in this production that are much darker and more monochrome and menacing looking, she's really beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and not at all. I mean, while she's humanoid in face and, and body shape, I don't know. I think, I think she did. And we'll, we'll, you know, I, I can go on about her, but, uh, it's an amazing, uh, design that I think really encapsulated a lot of what the fifth element uh, story was about absolutely uh, so yeah so one of the cool things too uh was just like one of the th- you know we talk about costume design we talk about uh concept to creation and what's great to see is the evolution of 
that. Um, we've got a shot of the original sketches of Lilu Dallas that uh, Gautier worked with artist Jacques Ray, where he did a very militaristic looking design. And then uh, Gautier came back and kind of did his version of Lilu, which is a lot more scandalous. Yes. Very Gautier. Well, uh, Gautier is into... Yeah. Uh, into uh, Underwear as outerwear, uh, yeah. if you will, which I actually, when I was doing research for this earlier, was partially thanks to his grandmother, who always really encouraged him. Really? Apparently, when he was a little kid and he was first getting interested in fashion, because I mean, he started working in the fashion industry when he was yeah. 18. Uh, he brought it up to his grandmother, who encouraged him and let him look at her lacy pink corset. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the underpinnings. Yep. <laughs> well, and I, I mean, I think what, what uh, Ray then evolved from, from that sketch is what we see in the final hero costume yeah. of Lilu with the the suspenders but you know we we definitely see that uh restricted lingerie outfit in the the white um bandage suit bandage <laughs> suit but yeah but it's it's so amazing to just see what where it starts and where it evolves to and and how the look and feel really can solidify and i i mean i feel like if Lilu was was left with just the bra it wouldn't have had the same impact I agree. I think that he dances what ended up being the hero costume, mm-hmm. which Meredith, you are so nicely <laughs> modeling for us. I, I think that they ended up striking that really nice balance of, okay, this is still kind of a sexy costume, mm-hmm. but also there are the more militaristic elements about it. You know, it's tough. It's not restricting. It's yeah. Yeah. Somewhat and it, more it, functional. It, totally. It, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because that character isn't really the sex pot, mm-hmm. this is what I'm bringing to the table. It's, <laughs> you know, an actual, yeah. yeah. Can kick butt because she's awesome type vibe. You want to have the mix of the two without it being too overtly one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, you know, it's a little random bit of trivia about Mia Jovovich, who played Lilu. Um, she actually, her and, and Bassan created the language she speaks. Oh, really? It, yeah, they, it was something, and she would just speak it with her husband and speak it on set. So it was huh. a self-created language. Do you want to know something crazy? She wasn't originally cast. Julia Roberts. I know. I, yeah, could, I read that when I was doing yeah, my research. I couldn't too. believe that. And Mel Gibson, For, Julia Roberts, <laughs> and Prince. Prince. <laughs> Now that, that would have been, been a very different movie. Very different. Oh yeah. Movie. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really glad they went the way they did. Me too. No, I love, I love all those actors, no, but I too. feel yeah. this is, yeah. Well, and another, uh, uh, there was a little bit of controversy after the film released. So, um, another artist, uh, Mobius, mm-hmm. he actually did some of the original production sketches and he did a sketch of the diva that, um, you could see where, uh, Burnham had derived a lot of where the final costume came from. And Mobius is almost, he's known for these very Giger-like dark drawings. Yes. Um, but in 2011, uh, him and his company actually filed a complaint for plagiarism, claiming that Bassan had lifted most of the elements from Mobi- Mobius' story, The Incall, for the oh. fifth element. But it was later dismissed, um, and, and saying, like, no, there was no, no, f- like foundation there, but Mobius had said in an interview not too long after uh, Fifth Element came out how how much fun he actually had doing it because he doesn't do a lot of work in film. He's kind of he's he's a very egotistical. He was a very egotistical artist. So I found it interesting that you know when the the film kind of found its fandom and its resurgence again, he was like, oh maybe maybe let's get you know a little bit of that yeah. that money. So, but it's tough, you know. It brings in in a really interesting conversation about the rights of artists when they work on things. It's like if you come in and you offer up your ideas you have to 
unfortunately accept that they're probably going to get integrated in some way. Yeah, it's absolutely. Very I, tough. Yeah, I, I think this was a conversation we may have had previously about mm-hmm. how when you're given money to do a production you, whoever's backing you kind of technically ends up owning mm-hmm. whatever it is that you create. Yeah. So, uh. yeah, it's, it's tough, but uh, it's great to see, though, um, the art in it. And I actually uh, found that about a couple years ago, they actually released in French a uh, production sketch like book about mm. the fifth element. And so I, I've now put all my feelers out and actually have a copy now being shipped to me awesome. from Europe. So I'm super excited yeah, because. Awesome. It, it was very hard for a while to find any sort of art book or even yeah. toys from the fifth element. Yeah, not a lot of merchandise. No. I hear Funko uh, is making some pop figures. Though, oh, so I'm pretty, awesome. Yeah. So maybe we'll get those at Comic-Con yeah. this year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this movie is uh, very... I went through a period of time where I watched this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. And at one point, for some reason, I think my family owned three copies of it on DVD. I, I don't know why, yeah. but <laughs> and well, and if you have the if you have the Blu-ray edition, there is a really good extra piece on the costumes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go as in depth as you know most cosplayers would like, but for the for a, a fan of the film, it's really worth picking up that Blu-ray and watching because it you know Gautier really does break down his thought process a yeah. bit more, and it's uh, it's I don't know. I have two copies of that just in case one breaks. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say hello to everyone who's chatting to us in the uh, chat roll here. Most of them are wishing us a, they say that we hope we had a happy Star Wars Day (laughs) and a happy Cinco de Mayo. So thank you, Cedar Street Films, Robert Love, Eric Bay Anderson. Ryan Johnston, those are all the people Aww, who are chatting guys. in there. That's and so uh, awesome. and Ryan says that, uh, thanks, Meredith, for really teaching us about costume designers. I'm not a cosplayer, but I really enjoy watching shows like this and Face Off to learn <laughs> about costume designers and makeup. So. Yay! Well, and, and I'm, I'm hoping as the show gets more traction, uh, we can entice some of the actual designers to come out, if not Skype yeah. with us. So we can, we you know, the goal for, for this is to really, you know, as much as we can fan about it, we want to actually get these people into your hands so that's the the next level of cosplay coach. I'm I'm just gonna you know I'll just be happy to moderate if I can exactly the, like yeah. we'll just sit here and they can sit on the couch over there and we'll just yeah just watch. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so getting into the costume breakdown because uh, we love talking about costumes. Uh, we're gonna start first with the stewardesses, the iconic uh, flight attendants aboard the party ship. Uh, which I absolutely, when I saw these costumes as a kid, I, I fell in love and I was really upset as to why everyone on my planes didn't look. <laughs> I was like, Delta, you're so boring. So much more stylish. It really is. I, and I, I feel like, you know, there are airliners out there that would probably could learn a thing or two. Uh, but I, I guess this isn't very, uh, you know, PC these days. But no. <laughs> uh, this is totally Gautier's influence right here. Uh, we see the use of undergarments on mm-hmm. the outside. Uh, what I love about it is the material is uh, looks very much like a neoprene. Yeah, which is interesting mm-hmm. when, when we brought you wrote in the notes when we were corresponding yeah. about this, about yeah. neoprene, because I was actually just out with a friend in the fashion district, and she wanted to make a jacket, not for this, but yeah. she wanted to make a jacket and she thought neoprene would be the right kind of fabric to do it out of. And so we learned a lot about yeah. neoprene that day. <laughs> Neo- neoprene, so it's it's used a lot in um, scuba wear mm-hmm. or like foam insulation in your car. 
Uh, neoprene will sometimes have a stretch to it. Sometimes if it's a backed, it won't. Uh, it's a really, it's a thick fabric. Mm-hmm. It, um, I've actually made a couple, uh, dresses for like industrial goth clubs out of <laughs> neoprene. Nice. It, it holds a shape really well. And it, sometimes it can have a nice shine. Sometimes it cannot. Uh, but it's definitely, you know, as a from a fashion designer standpoint, it's a non-traditional fabric, but you can do so much, and that's where you you do get a lot of that stru- structural integrity in the stewardess outfits because yeah. of that neoprene, and it's able to to hold a lot of that shape. Um, it, you know, he probably did add some uh, shoulder pads in the yes. jackets, <laughs> but he probably could just cut those out of neoprene and put them in there. <laughs> That's absolutely true. <laughs> and, and what's great is that I actually found a near perfect match at foamorder.com, the sky blue. Oh. Uh, and I actually, uh, when I, I asked a couple friends who have been working on that, they said, oh yeah, that's what we've gotten. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, though there is a close up look of another one of the stewardesses where it looks a little bit more shiny than I'm used to with neoprene. Mm-hmm. Um, Right there. And, and you can, if you wanted to go, if, if you can't get your hands on neoprene or you don't want, like, want to work with something with that much, like, uh, woven texture, you can get a, a jumbo spandex or a super spandex. It is a, a double knit, a thick spandex. You can get it on spandexworld.com or spandexhouse.com. And they have it, they don't have it in this exact color, but you can actually get Jacquard's polyester, uh, cobalt dye mm-hmm. or one of their, uh, other blue dyes and do an over dye on spandex. Yeah. Cause I it. think that that was ultimately, cause we found some fabric in the fashion district mm-hmm. downtown and it was a it, I think it was actually a thick like double spandex because they were trying to tell us they're like you can dye it I'm like I don't think you can dye neoprene yeah <laughs> it's a, a, you can it just it, it's you can't uh, machine dye it. You have to hand yeah. dye it and hand wash it. Um, but with the spandex, you can machine dye. Yeah. Which, uh, the thing is, is when you're dyeing fabrics, um, I, it's tricky if you're going to use a washing machine, make sure it's, uh, not a porcelain, but a, a metal tub. Otherwise, yes. <laughs> it'll stain your porcelain. Also, sometimes with the machine washing, if it gets bunched up, you won't get all of the dye going through. Yes. So I tend to hand dye a lot of stuff, which I have a huge bucket that I do this <laughs> in, uh, and my apartment complex isn't too pleased with me. <laughs> but I, you're able to get in there with your hands and really mix the dye. Yeah. And, and if you are going with synthetic fabrics, uh, Jacquard and, um, I, uh, uh, yeah, and then there's poly eye dye. They do make, uh, synthetic dyes mm-hmm. now. And I find using vinegar, mm-hmm. uh, it, with, with the water mix, it helps, uh, fasten mm-hmm. the dye to the fabric. And always, always hand wash and wash separate from yes. other clothing because I had that problem once. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you guys found some really great pattern options. Yeah. So uh, when I was researching patterns for this mm-hmm. earlier, so uh, bear in mind, these would all just be starting places because uh, obviously they don't commercially create patterns for this. But the um, Simplicity 1345 is a really good starting point if you wanted to do not only the stewardess costumes, but particularly the McDonald's workers yes. who are also, you know, very uh, cartoonish, mm-hmm. if you will, and uh, intended for a male gaze. <laughs> uh, but the the bodice shape actually on 1345 is exactly the same shape as the McDonald's bodices. You just have a golden arch on it. <laughs> and you can imagine where that would go. Uh, but you, I mean, you could use this as a starting and of course you'd do the cutout underneath depending on which uh, style you wanted to do. And then uh, there's another bodice pattern as well um, which is uh, also a simplicity pattern, I believe. Yeah, down, it's, down, it's to, down to more. There, there we, we go. go. Yeah, uh, simplicity um, 2076. And the one that, I, or 67, number dyslexia. <laughs> um, 
And uh, the thing that I like about this one, if you were working on the stewardess ones, is that it does actually include a sort of bolero sleeve like the stewardess costumes have on them. You would, of course, have to add the collar piece that they have, but that would be simple enough to sort of fake across the yeah. across the top of the shoulders. You can add that fairly easily. Uh, and then a couple of skirt patterns. The skirt's actually pretty simple. It's a, it's a short pencil skirt. Um, so I found... Uh, Simplicity 1541, which specifically says it lies just a little bit below your natural waist, Ooh. which is approximately where those those yeah. uh, skirts should go. You know, they're not real low cut. I mean, mm-hmm. they definitely show off the midriff a little, but it's not too crazy. Uh, and then another um, Simplicity pattern as well, which is 1760. It's another... Uh, Pattern, of course, you'd make one of the short skirts and don't, don't make the one that the model is wearing with that weird bunching across oh, the front. Yeah, that is. That doesn't look good on anybody. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, why, why, yeah, would you add the pooch pocket. That no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that do doesn't that. hide the pooch. That no. accentuates I the know. pooch. I'm looking at tiny on yeah. there. I'm like, no, no, she doesn't look good in that. I'm not wearing well, it. Yeah. And, and what's, it's a great option too because if, if you're uncomfortable about your, your stomach, um, yeah. you can use the 1760 for a slightly a high-waisted cut. one, exactly. Yeah, which I I kind of tend to lean towards yeah. those. I'm I'm not a big stomach show. Yeah, so. me too. <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Now I will say those simplicity amazing fit patterns, like the previous one, mm-hmm. they they really are. They're because they're they're built on the basic style lines that all yeah. slopers, which is the the you know all the major style lines on mm-hmm. a body where you draft a pa- pattern from, and you can really alter these very easily if you want to get into the whole uh, pattern drafting for your own. So this yeah. is actually a really great start for the princess seam pencil skirt. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Any other uh, 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 observations? Words? My brain? No, I, I know think. it's like I have the wig on and then I have the headphones. <laughs> My brain is just, like, done. I'm just done. Anything. I'm just I'm so done. <laughs> I'm done today, guys. All right. Well, then we're gonna pop on over to Corbin. Dunn! I love Corbin. This is a great production sketch that I found on the internets. Uh, And there's been uh, some debate, which I I, I can see too, but... um, in a lot of like the RPF and other uh, replica, or the replica prop form and other uh, costume forms, people are saying that it's a ribbed tank top. But I've always viewed it's rubber. I'm, it's, I was it's, under the impression yeah. it was made out of rubber as well. It's a, it's a much like Lulu suspenders. It's cast uh, in the same uh, vein. And you can kind of see the sheen. This is not a fabric texture. No. This is a molded texture where I'm sure they probably took a cast and, uh, and did a, a actual fitted shirt based on that. And I love it though I've never, I've never seen anyone. And correct me cosplayers yeah. if I'm wrong. If someone's done a, a, a Corbin Dallas tank top, um, out of like a casted rubber, I'd love to see that because you can kind of see too mm-hmm. on the back shot that it's, you know, not sewed into place. It's just kind of, Glued. Oh no! Like, <laughs> here you go. Just stick it on there, and that's probably they probably it, it might even come on and off to help him get in and out. Yeah, easier because I will say there's not a lot of stretch. Mm-hmm. No, this. rubber's not terribly freeing. No. I mean, because basically with with the way that his shirt is done, being cast mm-hmm. out of rubber, it really is more like applying full body makeup to your chest mm-hmm. than putting on a piece of clothing. And it's just, almost like a like a, a latex. Yeah. yeah. Addition, almost yeah. instead of an actual costume. It, piece. it really is, and it's got ribs on mm-hmm. it. It's not just a flat uh, piece. It's definitely textured. Which you could, if you wanted to save yourself tons of aggravation and headache, <laughs> you could easily go get a rib tank top and and be perfectly fine in your Corbin cosplay. I would cosplay. love to see someone do the the rubber. Yes, yeah. I think part of why I always like that, and I 
was kind of surprised that people mm-hmm. thought that it wasn't made out of rubber was because I thought it was almost supposed to be an intention, an intentional parallel. Yeah, I thought so too. Between the characters, yeah. but it seems like if it's just a rib tank top for the movie, yeah. obviously for cosplaying, you can get away. Yeah, with totally, it. But, absolutely. Uh, for the actual movie, that wouldn't have had the same impact. Well, yeah, yeah, it, yeah it I reminded agree. me of a collection. Him, mm-hmm. him, and, and Lilu's Corbin and Lilu's costumes are part of a similar similar collection, yeah. and you see you see the, those elements of fashion throughout this those film. Fifth elements of fashion. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Can, can, where, where can we see you? Are you performing tonight? <laughs> that was just good, here for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I love it. And then you know the pants too are. The, you know, you could get away with a black BDU style pant. Mm-hmm. I feel they they definitely were tailored. They're a little bit um, jodhpur style, where they're they're a little yeah, wider and wh- then come back, back in down. around the uh, calf. Yeah, so you know, it's it's definitely a more military thing. But you you could easily do BDUs. And then uh, for the boots, um, Corbin's boots were made by a company called Buffalo. The style is no longer available. But I found a really great close enough. If you want to drop the money, mm-hmm. uh, New Rocks. Um, it's style M dot one four seven one dot or dash SI the Italian Negro and they're on mm. sale right now for about $150. Which I will say for New Rocks is great because uh I think they normally retail about two, two thirty the this style. Um I actually have a pair of New Rocks I use for my uh Dark Knight Rises Catwoman. I dropped four hundred because it's a, a, a knee high boot style with the serrated edge. Yeah. Uh but mm. these boots are insured for your life and they are just some of the best uh Amazing work boots, fashion boots. Hey, if you still, you know, like go to the golf club, you can, you know, get the <laughs> totally, rocks. totally That's rock me. those. I know. I'm really. I, I. What do I do on the weekends? You can find Meredith at Ruin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I love that. You know, and if you wanted to be accurate, you could remove the the new rock symbol. But I mean, you know, it's it's gonna. You know, if you're gonna drop 150 dollars on boots, yeah. Uh, but it's the the key with them is the puffy front and the buckles. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and you'd have to replace the buckles, I think, with black. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or yeah, I I would be like, or at least paint yeah. them. But they're such nice boots. If you're gonna if you're gonna mm-hmm. do it, just replace them completely. Yeah. And <laughs> and it's funny. Um, I've never the closest I've ever had to accurate screen accurate Lulu boots with this costume, where I stole uh my ex's boots that he used to wear, and I'd wear them. But obviously, when we broke up, I, I didn't have access. <laughs> you, so you I just, lost your cosplay. Yeah, boots I just in like the rotate. I just keep <laughs> rotating boots, and then my my uh, I love my boyfriend, but he has huge feet, and I can't steal his boots. <laughs> But yeah, so I think, you know, of all the costumes, Corbin is the most, uh, probably casual interpretation and and easy to do and you know it's always fun to rock this at like Dragon Con or Comic Con Uh, people get a huge kick out of it whenever they see any development costumers which is one of the reasons I love Ruby Rod because that's the one you lose your mind you see anybody but that's one that if you're gonna cosplay that you have to have the attitude that goes with it you do so you know that person's gonna be awesome and if you go up to them they're gonna be really fun to interact with it's it's every ruby i've encountered i'm like are you you are that character (laughs) and as you you know as emma mentioned prince was originally going to be ruby but he found the design too effeminate yep (laughs) uh so we actually have a concept uh art of prince's uh (laughs) <laughs> Ruby that we never saw. <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing. I'm very sad we didn't get to see Chris Tucker in this. But I'm like effeminate. There, yeah. there's a six pack on there for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's made out of sparkles. Yeah. but come on, it's very masculine. It's also Prince. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, too effeminate? yeah, I know. For Prince to say something is too effeminate. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I and I didn't even feel Gautier was crossing the line here. He probably just was designing what he thought Prince. Would like. Yeah, I I agree. I could see Gautier being commissioned to do something for Prince yeah. and just presenting him with that. Exactly. But we did get the leopard print bodysuit, which I adore because I love leopard print if you guys yeah. ever see me in the wild uh, and and the way Tucker wore this was just I mean he owned it he felt there was no shame no no shame at all and I think that that is so essential once again mm-hmm. this goes back to how Gautier really constructed the whole world of the fifth element which was very much Gautier's own view on the world I mm-hmm. think where you have this gender fluidity okay so Ruby Rod very much very effeminate very flamboyant all of the women in this film are madly in love with him. Yep. Like, he, to them, is the sexiest thing ever. Like, I love that scene where they're first on the ship <laughs> and uh, and the attendant, like, mm-hmm. is putting Bruce Willis in his room and is like, oh, you're going to be hanging out with uh, Ruby Rod. He's so sexy. Don't you just love him? He's so talented. Like, <laughs> just, he's so attractive. <laughs> and I, I think it was great commentary from Gautier yeah. to sit there and say, our ideas of masculinity don't have to be this. Yeah. And, 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 I oh God, I'm just the the hair. Sorry, I'm like I look up and I was like, oh, I completely forgot about the structured uh, pompadour, and yes. the very phallic pompadour yes. on his. Head. <laughs> now, uh, this bodysuit is a structured bodysuit, very much so. Uh, definitely made out of a woven fabric, mm-hmm. though they do make uh, leopard print stretch material, mm-hmm. even out of a soft material. Yeah. But if you really wanted to go screen accurate, you know, just go to any of your like faux fabric retailers and you can you can pick this up yeah. but oh god I love it do you have any pattern ideas for how we would yeah, do this? Yeah, I one? did. I found one bodysuit pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, so uh, this is a, another McCall, McCall's has a whole bunch of patterns that oh, basically yeah, fall underneath the McCall's yeah, company. This is a quick sew. They bought them out recently. Exactly. So this this is a quick sew mm-hmm. pattern, and uh, basically, they when I was looking for bodysuits, I kept like because I was starting to look in Vogue, thinking like, oh, well, oh Vogue's, yeah. Vogue's going to have something that's like a nice structured bodysuit, but everyone just has these flowy cat suits. So this was one of the only structured bodysuit patterns I can find. Uh, don't they don't sell it at Joanne right now? Maybe they will in the future, but you can order it online. Um, I, I think this pattern will run you about eleven dollars. It wasn't too too terrible, but yeah, I mean this this is once again a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, you're working with a sci-fi piece, so you're gonna have to embellish it a little bit to make it your own. But the the thing that's great about this is it is a structured bodysuit. It's a very simple structured mm-hmm. bodysuit. Mm-hmm. There are options that do not zipper up the front so you can do you know a hidden zipper in the back i'm not exactly sure what the pattern calls for but you know you would obviously uh do do a little uh work around the neckline but the the third option there the one that in the illustration is drawn in white uh you could actually i would actually probably Mm -hmm. use that and add sleeves to it so then you could add the collar portions up so just Mm -hmm. buy more fabric than the uh pattern calls for and also too so um this is before i learned to make patterns this was my first bodysuit pattern Mm. every superhero costume i i did before 2008 I use this yeah, pattern. Yeah, it's a great and, pattern. And this, is, this is, you know, baby's first uh, uh, bodysuit pattern. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so versatile. Um, it is meant for a, a four-way stretch fabric, so I would go a couple sizes up. Like yep. if, and I've done a, when I was doing, I did a, 
an Emma Frost thing and I want it to be structured. Uh, I'm normally an extra small and I used uh, the large. Yeah. And it fit fine. So just, you know, grayed up. But it is, this is one of the best bodysuit patterns anyone can own. And I, I recommend, like, get five of them because <laughs> it's it's really useful. Yeah. And yeah, and and I think too for that collar, you could really if you have like a dress form or put it on someone it, exactly. It yeah, that, that it would be fairly yeah. simple to drape that actually. Yeah, it's, and it's, then just oh, okay. I was going to say go then ahead. just have extra fabric and you can make spats and boot mm-hmm. covers yep. really easily that make it look like it's the all one piece. Oh yeah. Um, instead of having because I hate I tried to make shoes once and it ended with me just throwing it and giving up <laughs> and was like all right these are boot covers it's fine <laughs> yeah. I, I don't make shoes. I boot cover yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. And this would be a really easy one because of the type of fabric and mm-hmm. the pattern on it that it would blend and you wouldn't really be able to tell that you just had the spats yeah. over yeah. and it would look like a solid piece. That's yeah. very true. But yeah, this is this is a fantastic pattern. I tell, I recommend everyone go buy it and we'll we'll do a superhero edition on yes. it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, Ruby. Oh god. Love him. <laughs> um, I'm really sad. I couldn't. I couldn't find a picture because a couple of years ago I was in at MegaCon in mm-hmm. Orlando, Florida, and there was a guy dressed as Ruby Rod, and he had the two lackeys, uh, the male lackeys, and then he had four stewardesses with him. And I was, I just happened to be wearing Lulu that oh, day, nice. and he sees me from across the hall and like. Like puts the, uh, the microphone in my face, and he's like, "Lilo, get over!" And he was just full in character, and he was just su- like, just living it up. And yeah. and I, I love that guy. And I, I'd run into him like occasionally. He'd also like just all his costumes were always a, a big flamboyant, and uh, and he always had always the ladies with him. I feel like this is the kind of cosplay yeah. character that you just have to one hundred percent commit yeah. to the character. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. If I can find that guy again, I want to pull him out here for a photo. <laughs> So much. That's part of why I like cosplay yeah. so much, or for moments like that that you remember way later. With yeah. hey, this is a stranger, but yeah. because we both are wearing our love for this particular work, <laughs> we just immediately jump into it and geek out together and over that, how awesome. And that's like that. That's why I cosplay yeah. because mm-hmm. I. I really suck at making friends. And so, like, especially when I was younger, I could put on a costume and go to a convention yeah. and, and meet people who I'm like, oh, my God, you're dressed like me. That means we like the same thing. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it and be, yeah. like, gross nerds. <laughs> it's the perfect icebreaker it for is. awkward people. It like really me. is. <laughs> so I, I like it. Yeah, I would never actually be able to do this, like, sitting, talking on a camera if it wasn't for cosplay, so... Because people like to talk to you a lot on camera. And <laughs> they do. Oh. All right. Okay. So we're going to get to the big costume. <laughs> my, my, okay. It's maybe not big. It's my favorite. So, uh, well, Lilu is shown in two costumes. Uh, you know, the, the iconic bandage costume, um, which I think you could easily do. Just get some white strips of fabric oh, yeah. and go to I, town. I, there are tutorials yeah. on there to make it out of a white t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> a single t-shirt and yep. make it done. <laughs> That's how little fabric you need for it. <laughs> but the more challenging costume and the one that I was always drawn to was her orange suspenders yes. costume so- uh, for very good reasons. Uh, this is... Uh, a great costume because it shows Mila in kind of everything that Lilu is. It's it's battle ready yet a fe- like le- yet feminine. Feminine, yeah. It's you know practical but also fantastical. It, it's the perfect blend of fashion and I can go kick some ass. Yep. And 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 I love it because uh, she's not in crazy heels. No. Like, uh, anytime you can cosplay mm-hmm. something that doesn't wear crazy heels, yeah. it's like, yes. And I just, I love, you know, for Gautier to, to make that choice coming mm-hmm. from that fashion world was, I, I to me, it showed how much he understood a strong female. And mm-hmm. I loved it. 
in yeah. the functionality of the character. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. this one too because your con pass mm-hmm. automatically becomes a prop. Exactly. Yeah. Like, there's it's, nobody that can't just yeah that doesn't like, pull their multi pass. Yeah. No, oh. Just always. I love it. It's it's perfect. And and this costume is. I've seen it done so many different ways, um, but you know, one of the easiest parts of it is the top. You can go, and as I did, I didn't make this top. I found a sweater at the yeah. thrift store for four dollars and cut it apart, and I, you know, I hemmed it, and that was step one. Yeah. Uh, step two was the pants. I chose to construct my pants from scratch uh, because while. I, I had a hard time figuring out the fabric. I'd seen people in the past using like a metallic spandex and, and, and metallic fabrics, but I wanted, for me personally, something that was a little softer. So I found a stretch ribbed fabric mm-hmm. um, in in the tannish gold color, and then I got a I happened upon a slightly stretchy leather. Oh wow, um, nice bias tape. So while it, oh, it wow. jackpot, yeah, <laughs> it was perfect because it it was able to not have the shine that I wanted, and mm-hmm. and for me it had like the structure that I wanted. And by making the pants myself, I was you know it was easier to if you buy pants and you have to put black on it, it's really hard to sew Aren't around, you? yeah, yeah, like around these really tight. Uh, holes. So yeah. my, mm-hmm. when I had everything uh, laid out flat, I was just able to put the strips down, pin them, and sew. And yeah. it was super easy. Uh, but this is a great alternative. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of Lilo costumes. These are American Apparel, mm-hmm. shiny gold lame leggings. Uh, these are a very popular choice. I've seen yeah. them used in many Lilo cosplays. And they're, it's, it's fantastic because, well, what I like about about this versus like the, the bright gold is that it, it is like a nice... Matte, effect. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's not, it's not super yeah. shiny. <laughs> and it, even if you wanted to, you could mask it off and paint mm-hmm. the stripes on if you didn't want to. Totally, you know. absolutely. And it's funny because the stripes on that, they're actually the pants are almost identical to the Sonya Blade pants too. And you can switch out just the top oh, if you wow. want to and have two outfits. Oh my for, god! Yeah, so I kind of like when things cross yeah, over like that. And you always can just add one accessory to it, and you're like done. Do yeah, it. it's always <laughs> nice when you uh, are going to a con or something and you can pack one thing that is being used for multiple cosplays. I tried to like, I, I, I was on a kick where I'm like, let's do all the characters with the same wig. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, now for the spenders, that's going to be your most challenging part for yes. Lulu. And I, at, at the time, even in uh, 2009-10, there was a, a seller on eBay who was selling suspenders for a couple hundred, but I wanted to, I wanted to try to make it myself. Yeah. And there, at the time, for years, there was this cosplayer I followed, Gia Jem, J-I-A-J-E-M. She was my idol. She had done, in my eyes, the most perfect Lulu Dallas I'd ever seen. She took amazing photos at this bar and all the other characters that she she had created. I mean, she did like an actual meat wad suit with real meat, and uh, when she did Jack from Mass Effect, she shaved her head. Whoa! Yeah, I mean, just she took cosplay to that level that I I was afraid to do. Yeah, and she was just so fantastic. And Gia was just is. Uh, really amazing about sharing her information and she had put a tutorial online about how to make the suspenders. So this is actually a photo from her tutorial which you can go to giajem.com, J-I-A-J-E-M.com slash tutorials slash Lilu dash suspenders or if you just go to her website you can find the link there. And um, how she did it was she used insulation foam from the hardware store and uh, she actually has a pattern that you can print out um, in paper and tape together for the suspenders. You carve out one piece of insulation foam and then mm-hmm. glue it down to another piece to create the bottom and then um, 
you can also use, uh, they have the circles and you cut the circles out of the insulation foam. You, you put it down, uh, with glue. And then, uh, she used from a company, um, called, uh, not tap plastics, um, smooth on mm-hmm. dragon skin. She used dragon skin. I ended up using dragon skin 30 was the, um, silicone, two part silicone mold mix that I use. It's a very flexible, uh, rubber silicone. Mm. Um, it comes out super bright orange when you get the orange dye. Right. But I actually had, uh, at the time I was friends with, um, Oh my god, I'm blanking on Matt's last name and I'm going to be the biggest jerk. But you guys, who, which of you does face off? Both of us. Okay. <laughs> there was a couple seasons ago, there was a, a steampunk prosthetic artist, Matt. Oh, yes. And I feel like such the biggest D bag for I'm gonna, I'm, I'm looking right it up now. right now. Thank you. Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 Matt worked, uh, he worked for, with a company called Penny Dreadful Productions in Atlanta. And, um, I went to him and I was like, Hey, I really want to make this. I want to do it on my own. And he, he let me do it, but he kind of, you know, he was there to ask all, like answer all my questions. Um, Silva. No, Matt Silva. Thank you. <laughs> Matt Silva, um, who eventually was on Face Off a couple yes, yep. years later. Um, and he, he taught me a lot, but one of the things that he taught me that was invaluable because he had worked on, on film sets at that point was how to cut, tone down this color. So he took an airbrush and did a light spray of like a, a brown, ah. very light, and we also dirtied it. So it took it from that really kind of gross bright orange. Yeah, that is definitely this, kind of like safety yeah, cone orange. Exactly, to this more realistic, you know, yeah. it has a really great texture to it, and, and I love it. And I, I mean, without that tutelage, I would never mm-hmm. have been able to make this. Um, so between him and, and Gia, I was able to craft the suspenders and and matt taught me really great things like so because you have the two points right where they meet at the um the crotch and the back and and we use like a it's kind of like a, a silicone based uh tape that uh. you, and you, you just brush the silicone on and it glues it together right. so you glue the joints together and you put that there just to stabilize it nice. and and i've had this since god six years now wow that's how wow. long this has held up Nice. Um, I tend to keep it, you know, in a plastic bag hanging up yeah. because the thing with these uh, silicone suspenders is that they collect dirt really easily. I'm surprised there's not like cat fur attached. To <laughs> um, but I never feel bad because even if it gets dirty, it just looks more battle. Exactly. But yeah. Um, so, so thanks to Gia and thanks to Matt, I was able this, and this was a dream costume. Yeah. Like I, I didn't want to make this since I started cosplaying and I, but I wanted to do it. You want to do it right. My, yeah, my way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and now you can kind of go and buy like really good, uh, suspenders yeah. on, on eBay from China. They're a little thin and, you know, and even ways if you, if you wanted to, you know, just get some like orange PVC and you can cut them out, you know, mm-hmm. that's another way to go about doing it. Uh, but you know, if you really want to go that extra mile, cause I've, I've had people ask me like, Oh, where'd you buy yours from? Like I made them. I didn't, yeah. If you want to make them yourself, really go, go check out Gia's tutorial. I can't thank her enough for this and I, I I'd never gotten a chance to meet her we've been cosplay uh, you know uh, peers for right. so long and I was at Big Wow Comic Fest last month and she was there oh, she awesome. just recently moved oh, to NorCal awesome. and and she's just as beautiful and awesome as I remembered and we got to go have dinner and I, I thanked her yeah um, and it was like it, for me it was like meeting the person who helped me get to this level yeah That's and so cool. uh, and I think we have um, a picture of Gia's, if not uh, right here, I have it later on. Uh, oh, no, I have it in our, in our fan submission Wonderful. section. So uh, we'll talk about her in a bit. Uh, and then the, finally, the last part of Leah's uh, costume. Oh, did you pull that up? Oh, yeah, there's Gia right there. Yay. I love her. She's oh, so nice. fantastic. 
Um, she also was one of the few people who I felt really had the wig down at the time. It's a great photo. It really is. She's, <laughs> and she was able to shoot some in this like cool sci-fi bar. Uh, really, go to her site and check out everything. Oh, that girl's wow. amazing. I just, I'm sorry, I'll find <laughs> her all day long. Um, now for the wig, I uh, I had a friend, um, Diana, who worked with Penny Dreadful Productions as mm. well. Uh, she was a wig maker. She actually got to work with Doug Jones on a short they did called oh, Candy oh, Shop. Okay, and and did all his like wig and all the all the facial hair and everything nice. for it. Um, so cool. what she suggested was get a human hair wig, mm-hmm. uh, which I happen to find in a bargain section at a uh, ethnic hair store because uh, human hair wigs can run up to several hundred dollars. Oh yes, I got this for forty. Wow, um, and you can tell it's ethnic because it definitely has a very dark skin. <laughs> uh, but what she was able to do was bleach the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a dark brown. She bleached it and then added the the orange and then did the dreadlocks for me. Uh, she also did. She had to add the hair. There was no bang, so she. Oh. Um, Nice. Pricked the hair. Sure, yeah, lace the yeah. whole thing. Uh, yeah, with, wow. with the, everything. And so the wig is, has seen better days. And I, I need to contact her and be like, please make me another one. Um, <laughs> but she, she's also another fantastic uh, working in the Georgia film industry now. That's great. And, uh, yeah, but you can... You can uh, have, there's a lot of options, especially now for wigs with cos- or cosplay wigs and Arda, because you can you don't have to get that bright party orange. Yes. Uh, but sometimes they still come out too shiny. Yes. Yeah, there is a great way uh, to kind of dull your wigs mm-hmm. if you have one of the, I, I hate to say cheap party city yeah. wigs, but that's what they are. Yeah. No matter where they're from, you know yeah. what it is. It's yeah. a cheap party city wig. Um, but sometimes that's all your resources. Yep. That's all you have. If you take half uh, one kind of one to one ratio mm-hmm. of fabric softener to water. Yep. <laughs> leave it. You turn it inside out mm-hmm. so that all the hairs inside of the wig. Leave it um, really like two to five days if you can. Yeah. And that'll dull it really, really well, and still also will uh, make it where it's really easy to get all the tangles out if you have Ooh. one that's been in a bag for too long. Yeah. Um, just make sure that you don't brush it while it's wet. Because if you brush mm-hmm. a wet wig, you're just going to warp it and destroy it. Yeah. But as soon as it dries, you can brush it out and. Um, a big mistake a lot of people do is to make the dreadlocks um, will use actual hair gel. Mm-hmm. And hair gel doesn't work with synthetic no. hair. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of nice if you keep... I think this is kind of convenient. Keep yeah. some of the fabric softener and water mixture in a spray bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can spray it over because it also will... Um, the, they're negative ions, and that's what creates static electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But fabric softener has all these positive ions, so you spray it, and it just balances out, so your wig won't get all nuts. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but if you use the uh, got-to-be-freeze... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best thing yeah. you can use oh, on synthetic hair. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's right. awesome. And it's super cheap. You can go and get it from any drugstore yeah. or Walmart or wherever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you just spray that on there, and it's the perfect yeah. way, not just for dreadlocks, but for really anything that you need to hold in place. Yeah. More yeah. yeah, if you're style. doing, like, a, a Goku Dragon Ball <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, the got-to-be-glued-free spray yeah. is the absolute yeah. best. And it just, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it comes in a spray, and it works really easily. Nice. And that's great. Because Emma knows she's seen my wigs. They, <laughs> they look awful, and I bring them out. Yeah. And I'm like, I can make another wig with what I just brushed out. Oh, that did happen. It did. <laughs> WonderCon. Uh, I mean, if you want to be really mm-hmm. authentic uh, in this movie, that mm-hmm. was actually Mila Jovovich's hair. Yeah, yeah. Well, t- towards the end, though, they eventually had to put her in a wig because yeah. she sustained um, a chemical burn. Oh my gosh! Yeah, from from how much they were dyeing her hair. Yeah, and this isn't like again, this is in the '90s where they didn't have all the cool uh, funky color dyes that we have nowadays yeah. that look re- that look really nice and natural. I mean, it, just as wigs have mm-hmm. come such a long way, so too has products we use on yeah. our actual hair. I have to say one thing though: don't ever use 
throws the colored hairspray on a wig. Oh. I've seen so many people do that, oh, no. and they're like, I'll just wear it anyway. And no. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You're destroying everything that you yeah. created. If you need to dye a wig, artist ink or Sharpie, take the, you know, yeah. just, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have a wig, we'll do a wig day. A wig, a wig yeah, day. Yeah, we'll a wig day. day. Yeah. We'll get uh, Chrissy Lynn Kyle, who's kind of like the, yeah. the wig uh, maker of the cosplayers in, yeah. in here in LA. I, I want to bring nice. her on, so she she's awesome. The wig whisperer. Yeah, she was the wig whisperer. <laughs> I, maybe um, I can never touch this So, uh, Meredith, uh, Ryan, in our chat role, would like to see a, a, a stand-up whole oh, view of your yes. costume. <laughs> okay, sure. Let me figure out before we before oh, we no. move on to viewer submissions. Okay. Can, is this where I go? Oh yeah. God, I'm stuck. <laughs> oh, I hate that thing. Why do we have to wear it? Okay. All right, so you can so sort of see her see. from the waist up yeah. at least. Now there you go. There's mm-hmm. the back of her suspenders. You can see how they go down around her butt like they're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is it. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh God, I'm tangled. <laughs> Whatever. Technical difficulties. Live shows. Live shows. That's the beauty of the internet. (laughs) Live. We'll do it live. But yeah, that's me. Uh, But we also got some really awesome fan submissions. Yay! uh, First up is Alicia Marie in her stewardess costume. And I love Alicia. Uh, You can find her at Alicia Marie Body. She's a fitness guru, model, uh, instructor, amazing costumer. And uh, she had this at WonderCon and I just died. Um, and she's just so she's good. So, yeah. And this was actually made by, um, by a tailor friend of hers. Oh, nice. So, yeah, she's, uh, yeah, I mean, the work on yeah. it is really good. It's, it's really akin good. to what you'll see from, from the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, you had, uh, yeah, my friend yeah. Hadley mm-hmm. and I, there's, uh, yeah. us hanging out, uh, only time you see Harley Quinn and Lilu together. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of how we were talking about the the wig mm-hmm. because she was having that issue where she was like, every single one of these, these are this looks shiny and stupid, and it didn't look that shiny and stupid before we left. But Aww. in all these pictures, it does. Yeah. And so that's a good way to kind of mat that for photos, mm-hmm. even if you're yeah. looking at a wig that doesn't look quite as shiny because she dulled it with hairspray. But then in all the photos, it just it just yeah brought the shine back out. And she did a great job with the bandage costume. <laughs> I did think it was funny she added in socks because she was getting cold and I was like, does that help really at all? Like the rest of it? Yeah. It's always my feet. As long as my feet are warm or cold, my whole body will regulate. So yeah. And then, and then we have Gia again and, uh, in her. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the fifth element, guys. Uh, it was a nice revisit. I need to actually go back and watch. This movie because yeah I, uh, I watched I, it this morning before oh we came God. here and I was I, like this is a really fun movie I, I really like it I yeah I, I tend to I tend to watch it once a year um it's it's funny even my boyfriend he has like a, a Corbin Dallas taxi service shirt and he wore it to work today oh like, nice that's awesome oh but yeah uh, we uh. God, sorry, my brain just died. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm done. I'm, I just want to go home and watch this movie because it's amazing. <laughs> All right, well, um, before we go, I want to remind everyone that we are giving away two tickets to Amazing Las Vegas Convention, yeah. June 19th through the 21st at the South Point. Uh, guests do include John Barrowman from Doctor Who and Torchwood, Rob Liefeld, who's uh, created some of the uh, most notorious comic book characters, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to have a lot of the original voice acting cast of the um, American Sailor Moon. Oh, um, really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, 
uh, we can get you in the door. You're going to have to get yourselves there. Um, but the way we're going to do the contest is, um, and, we'll, and we'll be doing this throughout the month, uh, leading up to the big uh, VIP uh, thing. But to w- win these two tickets is you must follow all of us on Twitter, at yes. M. Placco, at Alana Jordan, at Emma Fife, at The Popcorn Talk, and at Amazing Comic Con, and at The Cosplay Coach. And head on over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a comment that includes your Twitter handle so we know. And we're going to do a random drawing for next week. Uh, for these two tickets, so please do that. Um, but at the end of the month, we're going to do a VIP uh, package. Um, it's it's going to be a, an upgraded ticket uh, that we will do that. You can start sending submissions in now. Send in a video of yourself in cosplay saying, I am at, and you're watching the Cosplay Coach on the Popcorn Talk Network, and we're going to put it to a vote. Uh, but we're going we're to tweak this a little bit, too, yeah. as times come on, but... but Follow us and do that. That is what our producer says to win tickets. So, uh, I wanted to do trivia, but we'll do this because uh, we really want to get the word out about Yeah, Cosplay and Coach. we also like to hear from you guys. Yeah. So follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us. Yeah, we're, I like we, talking we, to people. We tweet back. We do. Um, especially Tuesday nights, I found. Tuesday yeah. nights are my, like, AMAs. So <laughs> anyways, closing thoughts on The Fifth Element. I just always love seeing a movie where a girl is the perfect being and is the only hope for humanity. <laughs> I like your style. Yeah, too. I think we can end on that. All right, next week we're going to be talking about Mad Max Fury Road with guest Andrew Fogel. And I have got an inside look at some of the costumes from the film. Hi. Got up close and personal with them this weekend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, tell a friend, give us those thumbs up, those five stars. And enter that contest uh, for the t- tickets to Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.